With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Uh, so Daniel Jones ends the game with a 46.7 grade. So I I wasn't trying to be mean or anything like that, but I had to pose the question, right? Because I don't like the overreaction stuff. Jones had been very impressive down the stretch. He'd played his best ball from week 13 on. I even cited the stat going into the uh, on the podcast since week 13, QB2. Mm-hmm. It was Joe Burrow and Daniel Jones from a grading standpoint. I also said this is statistical malpractice because you don't just you pick did. a random point. And say, well, Daniel Jones is the second-best quarterback. I was trying to paint the picture, though he's playing well down the stretch. So for the Twitter overreactors or the social media, or just the general overreactors, who last week in a wild-card game against a pretty bad Vikings defense said, Daniel Jones just made himself a lot of money. He's a free agent this year, doesn't have the fifth-year option picked up. He's hitting the market. Just made himself a lot of money last week against the Vikings. Has the money been taken away after a poor performance this week? How do you handle it? If you made a lot of money last week saying, hey, we can win a playoff game with Daniel Jones, does your perception change just a week later when he has his worst game of the season, second worst game of the season, against a, certainly a much better defense? He's under pressure nonstop. But that's also like part of the point here, right? This game also won us two more bets. Rufus and uh, Nathan Jacobson each had the Giants either making the championship. Yeah, yeah we had some aggressive uh, Giants bets saying yeah. they were going to the – a uh, NFC Championship and or the Super Bowl. So chalk up another two wins for us. What did we win? What these Nothing. Guys, just what these guys bet? Kudos. More coffee. Send the coffee beans. Smugness. Send us all the coffee. It's great. Um, and do you have any thoughts? Like, what should the Giants – like, does this – it's really well, interesting. What should the Giants coaching staff do, right, with yeah. Daniel Jones? And we'll – plenty of offseason time to talk about it. I but. think – I mean, uh, yeah. I think Daniel Jones is in the fortunate – situation of they don't have a very easy path to a much better option you know right so is has daniel jones really done enough for you to go that's the guy let's go with him going forward no but what is your alternative because you're not picking high in the draft um you don't really i mean there aren't going to be really free agent quarterbacks that are going to be a massive upgrade unless you're talking about somebody like Tom Brady, who's 127 years old, and that's probably not something you want to sign up to. So do the Giants wish that they'd picked up his fifth-year option instead of declining it? Yeah. With that being said, they're probably still better off, like, keeping him on a franchise tag, like, keeping him short-term and then seeing what happens. You know, let's give this another year and see where we go. Because, I mean, I don't really see an alternative, right? What is – do you trade for a Derek Carr? Is that that much of an upgrade over Daniel Jones? Probably not, and it's more expensive. So I think just by fortune of circumstance, he's probably their guy next year. But I, I, wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be going, all right, to the table now, negotiating, or what is this $250 million contract going to look like, Daniel? Yeah. Like, no. Like, I mean, I, I completely acknowledge like, the human element 
mean something in all of this. And I think the Daniel Jones human element is really attractive, right? Like the, the people at Duke loved him, right? They raved about Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. The Dave Gettleman in his last regime. And it, there's something to like the consistency that he brings and they trust him. And everybody seems to love Daniel Jones, just like everybody seems to love Josh Allen, right? I mean, they, they I don't know, they seem to like him. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PFF. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. At the same time, if you're the coaching staff and you're like, hey, we didn't get the best quarterback play this year. We kind of maximized Daniel Jones. We tapped into the legs a little bit. Like, yeah, we can do better. I also... Right? We, as a coaching staff, like we, Mike Kafka and Dable, like we're going to do better. Give us a little bit better and we're going to... We're going to win more games. There might be no quarterback in the NFL that inspires such deranged week-to-week hyperbole swings than Daniel Jones. I mean, this is a guy who a lot of people coming out, including you know a lot of people here, said that he basically couldn't play. He was terrible, had no business being a starter, blah, blah, blah. And then after week one, was it preseason week one or it just week pre-season. one, week one? After one game. People are tweeting apologies. Like, wow, I got that one wrong. Daniel Jones is amazing. Name him, Dan O. Dan O was one of such people. There were other people as well. Apologizing. The Giants, like their official Twitter account. I went to, I looked for this and I couldn't find it again. I don't know if they deleted it, but I'm pretty sure their official Twitter account was like coming after people for after that, like week one, being like, well, where are you now? You know? And then. Then people were like writing him off, being like, this guy's garbage. This guy can't play. Daniel Jones stinks. After the Vikings game, it's like, Daniel Jones is amazing. Where are you now? Like, give him some respect. And then now it's, he's back to stinking again. It's like, can we just chart a line of best fit somewhere in the middle here? Which is, we were probably too low on him coming out. Then he outperformed expectations for a while. Then he, he declined. And now he's getting better again in a very well-coached offense but he's still, like, average. I nailed it. I still nailed it. He's Nick Foles, but with, with much better mobility. And with <laughs> dramatically better. less, like, swings to either extreme. I, I, thought, I thought Daniel Jones would have more of the swings because of his, cause he, was, he, was, he was tough. Like, he was tough and willing to make um, difficult throws. But either way, we'll have more Daniel Jones discussion this offseason, I'm sure. Um, but I would say, look, congrats, Giants fans. I thought it was a good season, you know, be happy about the coaching staff in the future. I thought we thought they nailed the draft with Cable and Thibodeau and Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. Neal's got some room to grow, but I think you know process-wise, I think the Giants are in a good spot to build. Um, but they have a lot of work to do, right? I mean, every year there's four or five new playoff teams, and going into next year, unless there's a lot of changes and new talent in New York and in Minnesota and some of these other teams, like they're going to be the prime teams that we say are these. Can they actually make it back to the playoffs? Can they um, actually get better? 